We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to No Other Pod after Welcome. a stunning win against the Chicago Fire, 4-3. to three. We were there. I am Jimmy. He's Dan. Dan, what is going on? Hey, Jimmy. Welcome, dude. I just got my voice back a little bit today, so I'm going to sound a little weird as I try to force this out. But welcome, everybody. Uh, it's a whole lot more fun to do and listen to a pod after a victory. So thanks for being here. Come on, let's have some fun. Yeah, this uh, this one, we're, we're in a little bit of a better mood than we were last week. Um, oh, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, not to say that it was a perfect game by any means, but um, it was a fun one. Dan and I were both there. Uh, as most of you probably know, Dan lives up in Chicago. I drove on up with uh, about 350 other Sporting KC fans who made the trip from Kansas City. And I have to say, SKC Nation Nation showed out for that game, don't you think? Yeah, that was cool, man. I mean, it was, uh, you know, of course they stick us in the corner of the stadium like that. But as I was watching the match replay the next day, the uh, we were loud. I mean, you could hear us at yeah, times. Man. It was cool. Yeah, man, uh, it was it was pretty crazy, and you know I could tell that we were having an impact on the game because, you know, Sporting got it. We'll, we'll go in, in in detail about all of the goals and exactly what happened, but you know, Sporting got up to a two zero lead in the first half, and and the Cauldron, the Rodron, everyone was going crazy, and the rest of the stadium was just silent. And then you know when they pulled back a goal, and then another goal, and then took the lead, the entire stadium was like cheering in the direction not of the field but toward the Rodron, like haunting <laughs> us back, which I was like, this is crazy that 350 people can have that effect on, they announced 14,000 people were there. I don't know. I don't think 14,000 people were there. It's probably closer to like 10,000, but still that that small group of people can have such an effect on a crowd that they all started cheering toward us instead of the team. And then it was that much better when they mm-hmm. all were just dead silent after the fourth goal and we took the lead and the three points. It was so much fun. Haters going to hate, man. Hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, you know, j- give me your, your your initial thoughts on the game. You know, 
maybe didn't go quite according to plan, especially after we got up to, to an early lead. But, um, you know, what do you, what do you think, especially after that, that first week showing that we had? I think coming into it, man, I think you and I both said, I think I said it was going to be a scoreless draw, and you said it was going to be a 1-1 draw. And this could not. Yeah, we got not... called out. <laughs> I saw we did. Kudos to, kudos to her. But the, uh, I like being wrong. I like it. And I didn't think these goals would happen. But my first initial reaction was I couldn't feel my toes. Cause it was a little cold out there, man. <laughs> it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was so windy. Like, I think, you know, the temperature was cold. But I think the thing that made it even worse was just the biting wind. Because, like, after the game ended and I went to uh, to Portillo's to get some good, you know, Chicago-Italian uh, beef sandwiches, my face... Oh, was that your first time there? It was my second time there. But it was delicious. Ah, delicious. And I also got the chocolate cake shake, which is a chocolate, <laughs> chocolate shake. And then they take a piece of chocolate cake and they put it in the chocolate shake and they blend it together. So... And then, boom, diabetes. And then, <laughs> and then diabetes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's delicious diabetes. So there you go. Um, but yeah, when when I when I was at the restaurant, I felt my face, and I was like, "Why does it feel like I was sunburned?" And it, it wasn't a sunburn; it was just because the wind hitting my face all game was so cold. Um, I don't know how the players do it out there, man, but it it was uh, it was all worth it because of the wind. Um, oh yeah, I mean when you get to running around like that, you kind of forget about that stuff. And we were just. We weren't moving, dude. We were just standing in one place, and I was like, we might die today. This is how we die. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear that one? So they had, like, some some security guards that were kind of separating the Rodrin from the rest of the fire fans just to make sure. Because there were a couple of, like, idiot fire fans who were, like, trying to fight people. Um, I saw that. They were wearing basketball jerseys, like the Pacers and the Grizzlies. Like, what are you? why are you there? What are you doing? Um, yeah, that was weird. Was it Grizzlies or Timberwolves? One of those two. Some ferocious animal with sharp teeth. It was one um, of the ferocious. <laughs> All right. But I heard one of the uh, the security guards kind of saying, I've never seen an away crowd like this. Like, this never happens. And I just thought, that's pretty what? cool to hear, like, that Sporting KC shows out more than any other team. Uh, and, 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 you know, I know, yes, the fire are, are – probably geographically the closest team to us but it's still a 500 mile trip and and it, i'm just i was so proud of skc nation to, to show up and and be behind the players like they were and and i truly think that helped push the team to come back from when they went down 3-2 to get the 4-3 victory uh, so oh, dude super cool and uh, before we get started because uh, i think we're gonna obviously jump right into that right yes sir well, I just want to say thank you to two people who ever left us five-star ratings. Uh, there were no attached reviews to that, but they did take time to go to the app and rate us. Um, that's pretty cool. We don't have a, a crap ton of ratings yet, but we get one or two here. So if you could, if you're listening to this right now, take a minute, go to that podcast app under our show page, click how many stars you want to give us, and leave a little review. Leave a nice little review. Were you? Did you come see the game? Did you watch the game? Are you listening to us and you don't watch any of the games? That's weird. <laughs> leave, leave something, and uh, you know it, it makes us feel good, and uh, you know makes uh, lets people find the podcast a little easier. So, thank you those two who did that, and let's dive into the game, brother. 
Yes, sir. The other thing I did want to say, I forgot to mention this when talking about the fans real quick, is uh, just the juxtaposition between SKC fans and, oh, and Fire word. fans. Uh, did you see what Michael Delu said about Fire fans before the game started? Sure did, man. I I, uh, I tweeted that right when I got to the stadium. I took a picture of that banner up there. Yeah, so so for those who don't know, Fire player Michael Delu said... In the Netherlands, you have real supporters who go home angry when you lose. Here, the people just come for a nice night out, which is like, <laughs> damn, that's incriminating of fire fans. And so there were fire fans who had this giant banner, and I cracked up as soon as I walked in and saw it, and all it said was, not here for a nice night out. And I was like, yep. man, good for you guys for calling it out. But Well, they don't come to see you, Michael Delu, because you're injured. That's right, um, and it's not a nice night out when uh, when you you end up playing like that and take the lead and then blow it like the fire did. But Dude, um, someone said he's going for the Liam Ridgewell Award. You know what that means, right? <laughs> yeah. You Man, saw that Ridgewell's Liam Ridgewell crap? Oh yeah, that was awful. If you guys um, don't know about it, he he kind of kind of diminished the league's credibility uh, in like some interview with uh, Hispanic News, right? Yeah, he's been doing some weird stuff. Like, he, he was kind of making fun of MLS in the offseason in, in England on a British yeah. TV show. Or basically, yeah, he was like, no one really understands how it works. Kind of made fun of playoffs. Yeah, it, it's weird. And then he goes out and pulls the crap like he did where he uh, was just kind of casually jogging back. I don't know if you saw this. Timbers fans were pissed this weekend. Ridgewell was just, like, kind of casually jogging back. Checks his shoulder. Sees a couple uh, – um, were they playing the Red Bulls? Who were they playing? I don't even remember. Um, a couple players from the other team were, were making runs, and he just kind of lets them run right by. Cross goes right in front of them. Ball goes into the net. Timbers are down, and he's oh, just yeah, uh, they got doesn't murdered. even care. 4-0. Yeah, so, crushed. Yeah, Michael Delu might be going the, the ritual route, I guess. Who knows? Turning on your own, uh, your own fans, your own league. Not great, but uh, Sporting KC does not do that. Um and man, to me, this looked like a totally different team from the first kick. It, yeah. it just seemed like r- right away, Peter had drilled into their minds like press, 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 and we're gonna score, and we're gonna score early, and that's exactly what they did when Felipe Gutierrez got his first goal for Sporting KC, first MLS goal in the ninth minute, and it was beautiful, don't you think? Yeah, it was very pretty. Uh, you know, didn't Zeus cut it in to 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 Johnny Russell, and then it. Bounced off the keeper, and then Gutierrez headed it in, right? Yeah, exactly. It was it was interesting. I think it was um, I want to say it was it was Beesler who sent the ball across the field to Zusi, and it was kind of a slow ball. I thought that the fire might step up and intercept it, but uh, but Johnny Russell made a gorgeous run that Zeus tapped it to him. Um, the keeper for the fire, Sanchez, just got a hand to to Russell's shot, but it, it deflected right to to Gutierrez's head, and he. Headed in the goal from oh, about ten yards out or so, and um, man, he was just in in perfect position. And and the thing I liked about Gutierrez was he kind of slowed his run just a little bit to stay behind Johnny, probably looking for a rebound, which seemed really smart to me. Oh, absolutely. And if you're if you're a fan at all, you are hoping that Gutierrez and Johnny Russell do not get injured. <laughs> yeah, man. Because these guys are making things happen, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, they uh, they definitely 
look like two of the smarter soccer players that Sporting KC has had in a long time. And that's not to say that we haven't had some smart players before, but you can just tell that they know and have a very clear understanding of where they need to be on the field at what time to make good things happen. Um, and, and I think that, like I said, not that we haven't had smart players in years past. It's just that I think, you know, it's, it's nice to see um, some players be able to make things out of nothing. And I think that's what Russell and Gutierrez are able to do. Um, yeah, we've missed that for a while. And I think we kind of knew the lineup was going to be a little different um, when we heard that Diego Rubio was not did not even travel with the team. Right. Because I saw him, he, he posted like a live Instagram thing with his child, and he was not on a plane where the other guys were. No, so I was they, like, well, what's happening, right? Yeah, they they uh they sent him down to uh to Swope Park probably to, to figure some things out. Um and, and hopefully he does. He but did not score. He did not. So what let's talk about that real quick. What what do you, what do you think about that? Do you I mean, I understand the idea of, hey, we'll we'll send you down, get your head right in a in a environment with less pressure, but for me, I would think if you get demoted for lack of a better word and and then you can't put the ball on the net, does that make it? Um, does that kind of hurt your mindset more than it helps? Do you think? No, I mean you're still getting the same money, you know. That's true. You, you, ideally, you have less competition and you know less work for same money. I don't know. It seems seems okay, and it, he he should go down there with a chip on his shoulder and want to prove something and uh, come back to the first team squad. But dang it, I don't mind Kyrie Shelton either. I don't mind him at all. Yeah, he was he was making some things happen. Kyrie is the 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 physical type of person that I've been wanting Sporting to have for a long time because he's big, he's tall, he can be physical, and and I think uh, he's got the potential for for great hold up play, and and he's not afraid to kind of get in there and get physical and and win balls off of people, and and nothing against Dom when we had him, nothing against uh, Diego. It's just. When you're big like Kyrie is, it's a lot easier to do that, and you're just more of a physical presence. So um, he didn't and find we are the... so deep at so many positions that I think this year, depending on our opponents, you're going to see a lot of different lineups. Oh, I 100% agree. And and Peter said at first when people asked him about new formations in the preseason, he kind of was like, "Eh, we're going to stick with the 4-3-3. It's what we do." Um, last couple weeks, he's been like, "Yeah, we got a lot of flexibility. We're going to probably experiment a little bit." I don't think that means we're going to come out and, you know, anything crazy on a, any given week. But, you know, you might see, um, who knows, you might see Rubio and Shelton in there at the same time sometimes. Maybe you got like a 4-4-2 a, a type thing because we got so many midfielders. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot. Of, that, that's one of the things I think having players like Johan uh, or, or Felipe where they can play a few different spots gives you so much flexibility. Uh even Johnny oh, Russell. Bro, I'm on the Ooh. shallowy train myself. So that's – I was actually – I'm perfect transition. Um, Johnny Russell scored the second goal of the game, but let's talk about for a second that ball that Daniel Shallowy sent into him. I mean, Shallowy got the ball, took it to the touchline, sent a perfect little pass back to the penalty spot, and Johnny had a perfect timed run. Struck the ball first time right into the back of the net, but it was really Shallowy who set it up. And and I like Shallowy in the starting lineup. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. Um, they need to keep that happening. And 
I don't know if you saw it. I saw it real time. Um, I saw it live there, and I also saw it again when I watched the the game back. But Peter was trying to talk to Shallowy, right? And by the way, uh, talking touches. Andy Edwards did an interview with Daniel Shallowy. You know, I think it was released today. You guys should go listen to this because this is what that story's from. But Matt Polster is standing right there <laughs> as Peter's talking to Daniel. Do you know what I'm yeah, about to say? Yeah, because I, I, this got pointed out to me actually oh. in the game as it was happening. Gotcha. Did you listen to the I interview? haven't heard the interview yet, no, so it's interesting that they're talking okay, about this. Okay, so this is new to you. So Polster's sitting right there, and Peter just looks at him and starts, you know, says something to Polster. And clearly, obviously, Polster's trying to eavesdrop, and he's like, I'm on the field. You know, I'm doing nothing wrong. What's keeping me from coming over trying to, you know, listen to your tactics or whatever? And Peter just goes, what are you doing? <laughs> and and Polster says, this is all from Daniel's account, by the way. And Matt Polster goes, I'm listening. And and Peter switches all of a sudden and starts talking Hungarian to Daniel. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it so yeah. much. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, don't you think Peter just wanted to punch Matt Polster in the face? Yeah, man, and I wouldn't want to cross Peter. Like, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, because then you're Kevin Ellis. Yeah. You get exiled. Yeah, man. I <laughs> I think Peter's the, the, the scariest coach probably in all of MLS, and I do not want to fight him. But I love Peter. He's a smart oh. dude. He speaks like five languages or something crazy. Like I know it's at yeah it's nuts. at least you know obviously English but then Hungarian. There was one press conference last year where he was acting as the Spanish translator for somebody. I don't remember who, but like he was literally just being the translator for the media. Um, what the heck? Yeah, he's. I mean, it's. I guess it's good for like player recruitment and for tactics on the field to be able to talk to players in whatever their native language is. Um, it's a good deal, man. Uh, no, it's a yeah, it's a good trait to have, but. Um, I just thought that was a neat little story. But, yeah, dude, second goal, Russell put that into, like, the top of the netting almost. It wasn't, like, it wasn't even back of the net. It was, like, a tough angle for the keeper to even make a play on. Yeah, no, he took that with his left foot first time. It was, yeah, it was about 60%, 70% of the way up the net, and, and he left no doubt that that was going into the, uh, the back of the net. And it just looked like they were having so much fun. Um, they clearly yeah. enjoy playing together and they enjoy this style of soccer. Like when Gutierrez scored that first goal, they all tackled him and were jumping on him and Johnny was smiling. And then when Johnny got this goal, he ran right over and put his arm around Daniel Shallowy and they were just like skipping like they were the world's best friends. Like it's just. Well, how about our first two goals being from two new guys who we've never seen put the ball in the back of the net? I think that's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome kind of almost takes a little bit of the pressure off of that designated player striker that we don't have yet, which is what I tried to uh, get Peter to talk about when he um, kind of flipped us off accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of awesome. I mean, when things are clicking like that, hell, when Madronda gets on the board late in the second half, I mean, people can do it, and that's really cool. So let's keep that the hell up. (laughs) Yes, please. It It is much more enjoyable to watch this team after a victory than it is after watching an embarrassing loss, especially at home. Um, but yeah, after uh, after halftime, I don't really know what happened. Things things kind of took a, a little bit of a turn, um, and it, it started um, pretty early in the second half. You know, about 15 minutes in, in the 60th minute, Chicago started looking really threatening. Zusi actually had to make a goal line save. Oh yeah. Um, dude, that was nuts. 
Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know how the ball didn't go in, to be honest. I mean, they, dude, when you make that kind of a save, you're like, I'm, I feel pretty badass right now. Like that was awesome. Yeah, Nikolic was was right there within the goalie box, and he he kicked it with his left foot, and and Zussi was just happened to be right there on the line and got a foot to it. Um, dude, but you're you're right though. They were threatening the whole second half, and in the back of your mind, you're like, they got one coming. They're gonna score on us. It's a matter of time, and there it is. Yeah, man. It it was uh the the seventieth minute. They had been building and building and building, and you kind of have that feeling where you're like, man, I've seen this movie before. I know what happens sometimes yeah. when Sporting gets up. They get a little bit tentative. You know, I really would have liked them to, to get a, a third goal early in the second half. And then sure enough, Schweinsteiger made a couple people look silly, kicked a ball into the new uh, Serbian winger for the fire, Alexander Katai, who, I mean, it was a perfect header. Like, he just put it right into the bottom corner, and there's nothing really Melia could do because he was off balance. And, I don't uh, like him. You, you don't, I don't like, like him? him at all. Is it no, he kept trying to help our players up. And I'm like, don't, don't touch my players, man. Don't touch us. <laughs> so you're, you're not the guy where if you're down on the field, you don't, you don't want the other team's player to come help you up. You're just like, back up off me. Let me do it myself. Yeah, I can get up myself or, or give me my own, my own teammate. You know what I mean? Clearly I'm down here trying to milk some time. So suck a D. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, look, I, Feinsteiger's pretty old as far as, you know, players go but he he made does have gray hair he does have gray hair but man he split majanda and gerso like nobody's business like he yeah that was so stupid that was that was a moment where you're like yeah man that's the schweinsteiger that i've seen before you can clearly tell he's still got that quality when when he he has bursts here and there um he can't be a guy who can do it all on his own, but he can make a chance here and there, and, and that's exactly what he did with that split and that perfectly weighted ball to Katai. Um, that's what sort of started this this fire resurgence, and then it was the uh, the Nemanja Nikolic show uh, for for a little bit. Um, scored two goals to put the fire ahead, three to two. And you know what what, what was interesting is, you know, the first one was off a set piece. Katai sent it in off a corner. Nikolic just kind of happened to be there after Melia made a great save and poked it in. Um, and then the, the second one, um, it, it wasn't off of a corner kick, I don't, I don't think, uh, but it was kind of the same, same thing where Nikolic just happened to be standing in front of goal and just tapped it in. And, and it reminded me of, uh, yep. of, yeah, it was um, exactly what happened. He just, someone set the ball back in and he was, three yards out in front of goal and, and he uh, tapped it in. And what was so interesting to yeah, me is he did like a Sparta kick. He was like, this is Sparta. Right. Just kicked it in. Exactly. And, and, and what was so interesting to me is Ike and Beasler both last week knew this is exactly what Nikolic does. They both called him a poacher. And even the one that he uh, almost scored when Zussi cleared it off the line, like all he was doing was standing there, happened to be within five yards of the goal and, and tapping it in. Um, so Why I don't know, is no I, one marking him? It's insane. Yeah, that 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 was the thing. I guess like, I don't know. I I I don't know what sort of tactics Sporting KC was using or not. But uh, I mean, does this make you concerned at all that they kind of knew exactly what Nikolic would do and they kept him at bay? Sure, in the first half, but in the second half he had should have had a hat trick. And uh, even though they knew what he was going to do, they still couldn't stop him. Does that make you worried for the defense at all? 
Well, yeah. I mean, here's how good Nikolic is. I just assumed he had a hat trick. I thought he scored the first goal because he's the only guy that scores on that freaking team. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, there's Nikolic scoring. Wow, he got a hat trick. That's good for him, but I'm pissed. And then you told me later, no, that Nikolic didn't score the first goal. So anyways, you, you're going to look at this game and be like, holy pants. Sporting scored four goals. And then, oh, well, they did give up three which is five goals in two games, which is not good. No. Not good at all. No, that's not good at all. Especially if we won four nothing or four one, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, especially considering that, you know, we let up twenty nine goals in thirty four games all of last season. And uh you know Yikes. we're already, you know, well on our way to twenty nine goals just two games into the season. Um and and so I don't know, something now Lobato started left back at left back in the first game, and Peter clearly didn't like that, so we put Seth Nova back in this game. Um, I dig it. I dug that. Yeah, it, it seemed to, to at least for the first half seemed seemed to click a little bit more. Now Seth had to come out, and, and Jimmy Madronda came in. Um, he had to get some stitches. Right, but you know, I hopefully the defense will be able to work it out, and and I, I don't expect. I don't know that we'll we'll have quite the defense we had last year, but I don't expect this this defense to just fall off a cliff and be giving up, you know, three goals a game. Um, I think they'll no, figure it out. No, it's still early. I mean, if we're going to throw away that first game, the 2-0 loss, then you kind of have to throw away this game, the 4-3 win. Yeah, you can be pumped about it. It's a win, but you have to still get it out of your mind and be like, okay, let's, you know, a few more games. We'll see what kind of team we are. Yeah. I mean, if San Jose comes to town and we, we start firing goals on them, then, hey, things are looking okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's what's so interesting about MLS is really like the first 10 games almost that you can just kind of experiment and kind of learn what kind of team you are. And then it's really after that that you can sort of find a rhythm and, and, and work things out. I mean, like we said before, that's what the Sounders did each of the last couple of years. So um, that's not to say you don't want to take those early points when you can get them. And taking three points on the road is certainly huge. Um, you know, after Nikolic got his second and third goals, Sporting clearly had a, a sort of a, a renewed sense of urgency. And it was in the 82nd minute where uh, Roger sent this ball. He was trying to get Gerso, I think, who was making a run. And, and Sanchez, the goalie, just kind of knocked the ball away from Gerso. But... Madronda was making a run behind Gerso, was right there, and I'll tell you what, when I saw Madronda charging to this ball and cock his leg, I was getting ready to watch this ball sail 40 yards over the net, because that, that, yep. that tends to be what happens when Jimmy's just full speed ahead, firing the ball, but it was about as perfect of a shot as you could get, and uh, and he, he leveled the match at three, and uh, I don't know, man, it, it was gorgeous. Dude. This whole game, now we're about to get in to the peak of my emotions where I totally <laughs> lost my voice and fist pumped so hard I blew out my shoulder. Like, I was so intense about this, but like, emotions. You go up one nothing. Hey, alright, shoot. We, hey, look at that. We're winning right now. Boom, you go up two nothing. What the heck on the road? That's crazy. Okay, you take that two nothing lead in the halftime. You're feeling pretty good. You're like, wow. These traveling fans really came for a sweet win. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then 
boom, they, they get a goal back. You're like, all right, we're still hanging on to it. Oh, they tie the game. They go up by one. And you're like, son of a bitch. Everything's going <laughs> downhill. We're done. Why do we even I'm, – I'm abandoning ship. I'm like, why do we even come to this game? This is a waste <laughs> of time. Everyone wasted money. This is an hour from Chicago. I don't know why they're called the Chicago Fire. <laughs> the Bridgeview Fire. And by the time I had like 60 seconds to be upset about it, boom, we tie the game up. And I'm like, oh, shoot, what is happening? What is going on? Oh, we go up 4-3, and everything's just nuts, dude. Like, I, is that kind of how you were feeling too? Because I was all over the place. Oh, man. I, I It was it was an emotional roller coaster for me, just just like you were saying. I So I, I, I made the trip up from uh, from Kansas City, which is only slightly farther away from Bridgeview than Chicago is. Um, so I uh, I kind of told myself, look, anytime I, I, I watch a road game, I, I just, I'll be happy with a draw. Like, give me a point, and I consider it a success. If you can get a point out of most road games, you're probably going to do pretty well in, in the season as far as points go because Sporting KC does so well at Children's Mercy Park that they'll, they'll earn most of the points from there. Um now, having said that, when you go up 2-0, even on the road, you're like, okay, well, now we should get all three points. So when they came back and drew it, and now I'm like, oh, crap, now we're only going to get one point. Well, part of me is like, okay, that's fine. But part of me is like, well, we should have had all three. And then we go down, and I'm like, exactly like you were saying, like, this can't be happening, and I'm pissed. And all the stupid fire fans are, like, screaming at us now. There were these oh, two little man. kids, like, just to the Some right lady, of us. lady, dude. Some old lady looked at me, or at least I, I took it like that. I was like, don't look at me, bitch. And she was like, <laughs> she she was like, thumbs down, like, boo, oh, double thumbs God. down. And I'm like, oh, you about to get double middle fingers. <laughs> and there were, these, there were these two little kids to the right of us all game. I don't know if you saw them. They were just taunting us all game and, and doing all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff. And then when they, they went up, like I that. was, no, they they, the fire went up, and I look over, and there's just this like little nine-year-old just going crazy, like screaming at us. And I'm like, this is the worst. Like this is worse than just losing from the get-go. And then yeah, he's uh, taunting me, and I'm about to go kill a child. <laughs> and then, uh, then was probably one of the most beautiful offensive plays I've seen in many years from Sporting KC. Johnny Russell, in the 86th minute, made a run. That was more than half the field down the right side of the field, split some fire defenders almost as good as Bastion Schweinsteiger split uh, Madronda and Gerso, drove toward the goal, kicked the ball out to Daniel, who did the sickest little back heel toward Gerso, who dummied the hell out of Kevin Ellis, left the ball for Felipe Gutierrez, who just drilled it right into the bottom of the net, right past Sanchez. Right in the corner where we were, the whole team ran over to us. Johan was the first one to greet him, and it was just a party in the corner. And then we won nuts, four dude. to three. It was nuts. I looked at that kid and I was like, "You're adopted." And I looked at that lady <laughs> and I was like, "I'm gonna put you in a home." It was crazy, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what what was your favorite part of that goal. I can't decide honestly if it's Johnny's run, uh, Daniel's back heel. Gerso's dummy or the way Felipe just drilled it and then immediately just ran over to the to the fans and was just having a party. Like it was my it, favorite part was watching Kevin Ellis fall to his knees after he fell for <laughs> all of it. <laughs> okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, nice guy. 
but come on, someone tell us why you're not on the team anymore. Yeah, and uh, some of you probably saw this. Sporting KC's Instagram had this amazing picture of of Gerso mid-dummy. So a dummy, just soccer terminology, in case some of you don't know, it's um, he kind of faked like he was going to kick it, but let the ball go through his leg. So it kind of froze the defender, and then Felipe was right behind him who kicked it in. But there was this gorgeous shot of, you see Gerso, like, with his legs open, the ball's going through it, and Kevin Ellis has this look on his face where he's looking at it, and it's like a, what the hell is happening? And Sporting KC just put the caption, what a dummy. And, you know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> taking a shot at, uh, at Kevin Ellis because he's the only person's face you can see in the whole thing. Um, uh, I don't know if they meant to, but that is great. I choose to believe they meant to because they also put a little winky face in it. So, oh, my gosh, they winked? That, then it's on. That's absolutely yeah. it. <laughs> so uh good on you skc social media person i thought that was awesome um but yeah that... he did though he did when that goal <laughs> scored he goes oh and like dropped to his knees and was like why do i suck <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we were all going nuts we all lost our voices we were i mean we never stopped cheering that's what i love about Sporting Kansas City fans is oh, even yeah, when we dude. were down, we went down three two. We first, what's our reaction? You immediately start cheering. No other club but SKC. Like fire fans, they go down. They're just dead silent. We're like, no, we're oh, here. We so made the drive. Yeah, and and you got to support the team. And you could tell how much it meant. Did you see Beasler come over after the game, just oh, screaming yeah, with emotion? It was so weird. He like kind of pumped his chest up, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this guy man he's he's all pumped up yeah it, it was it was so much fun um we got we got a question from our, our listener beach mcgillishaw he goes favorite goal from saturday mine was russell's was like oh cut back to nobody then he appeared out of nowhere um that's true he did, did come out of nowhere yeah what 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 was your favorite goal dude i gotta go with the first one because not only is it the first goal of the season for the club and of that dude's major league soccer career, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like to, to head it over some guys and not like overshoot it and hit the crossbar. I mean, it's that that took some uh, pretty pretty good accuracy on that. Yeah, I mean, that, it was there was no power. Perfectly. There was no power. There was no skill skillful move or anything like that. But it was it was tactical, and it. I just kept thinking, man, if I head that ball, it's going to go like two feet and get cleared off the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pretty good header by Gutierrez. Um, I got It's cliche, but I got to go with the last one for my favorite. It's just everything about it. It was such a gorgeous team goal between the yeah, run and the back heel and the dummy and then the, the, the shot and, and the fact that it was after that roller coaster of emotions like we talked about and we could look over at all those fire fans and say screw you we're gonna win um <laughs> screw you Kevin Ellis, like <laughs> everything about it was just it made it all worth it um and yeah dude cauldron got got some birds too man like some dude flipped us off from the concession area jeez yeah i really hope he stuck through the whole game because even when there was time left, dude, fire fans were hit, heading to the door, and I was like, there's still three minutes left in the game. You just saw how fast people can score goals. 
and you're giving up on your team, like you're you're bailing out. Right, and and you know I was nervous right up until the final whistle because yeah, there was what like five minutes of stoppage time I think that was added, yeah. and literally I, I started my phone, I started the countdown clock, and right as it's hitting like 4:58, 4:59, we gave up a set piece like right on the very edge of the box, and I was like. Yep. This is it. This is how Sporting KC blows points. Like we've seen this movie before. We always give up the last mm-hmm. minute set piece, and uh, we didn't. So it uh, that was crazy. It worked out well. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it was just so much fun. the The other question we got was from Wasabi, um, and we kind of touched on it already. But I'll, I'll, I'll share it, and if you have any more thoughts, you can. He he just said, "What are your thoughts on the rough start to our defense?" Less than one goal conceded per game on average last year to giving up five already in two games. I know it's early, but what's changed? Um, I mean, Dude, you can't say anything's changed. I mean, it's crazy because it's, it's the same people. Yeah. So it, how the hell has it changed? Like that just seems that maybe we're just tired. Maybe we're not ready yet or not solid enough. I, I don't get it. Well, and like you mentioned, that first game they had Christian Lobato in there, so so that that was a change that uh, clearly. Yeah, yeah didn't work because he didn't play very well um but uh uh until except for the time he tracked back and saved the day yeah except for except for that time um when he he stopped david via from a one-on-one that he had with uh with tim melia but other than that he wasn't great um but yeah I, i i i think it's early you know new york city fc like i said you gotta throw this game out you gotta throw it away right New York City FC, that first game, they're they're an MLS Cup favorite in a lot of people's eyes. They're a good team, so you know. So are the Fire. And the Fire, yeah, they have the Golden Boot winner from last year. They they were a playoff team. They're gonna probably be a playoff team again this year. It's not like we're going out and we're losing at home to the Rapids and then struggling to beat Minnesota on the road. Right. Like these are these are good teams. Hey, did you read the post game quotes at all? Uh, I read some of them, yeah. Well, dude, the, the head coach, uh, Ponovich, he, he was, it almost sounded like he was making excuses for the team. He was like, well, you know, they clearly have an advantage because they played a game already, and this is our first game. And I'm like, yo, we don't have an advantage. I mean, we haven't been able to watch any tape on you this year. You no. can watch it on us. Yeah. I mean, dude, it sounds like you're just making excuses for your team. Yeah. No, I, just, a- I love the players that come out. The players come out and they're like, look, we just weren't good enough. Right. They're like, our defense, we never should have let up four goals. It's crazy. Yeah. No, that's I, – I hate when, when when coaches do that. And, and you know, you may not have been able to, to, to play a game in, in MLS uh, regular season play before this, but you were playing at home. You are playing in your own stadium. You had a week's tape to watch on on our new guys. You know we can't we don't know what Katai is gonna do. We don't know how you all are gonna come out. So yeah, enough of that. Get out of here. Get out of here, Ponovich. Um, Get out of here, Cobra Katai. <laughs> next week we uh, we go back to Children's Mercy Park to host the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, they they've only played one game so far. They beat Minnesota United three to two. First week of uh, of the season, a um, couple of goals from from Danny Husen they had, and then another goal from Vaco. I'm not even gonna try to say his his real name because I will. Oh, please do. Valeri, that's his first name. I can. I got that's that. His first name. 
Yeah, his uh, last name is spelled Q-A-Z-A-I-S-H-V-I-L-I. So, Kazashvili? Something like that, maybe? You spelled way too fast, and I was like, so I... So it starts with a Q, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm just gonna go with Vaco because that's what they call him. Um, VQ. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't like him. Get a real name, dude. <laughs> get, get a real name. Um, you know, not earthquakes were one of those teams last year that made the playoffs, but they had like a negative twenty goal differential, so it was kind yeah, of that was crazy fluke. Um. They're, they let up two goals to, to Minnesota United. Granted, it's to Kevin Molino, who is arguably Minnesota's best player and is now out for the year because he tore his ACL. Ooh, he is. Um, That's a bad deal. Yeah, but but I've heard a lot of people say, and, and granted I haven't studied San Jose that much, but I've heard a lot of people say that they played some of their best soccer in that first game than you know maybe over the last 10 years. Um, they, they got a new coach this year. Um in uh, Michael, I don't know how you say his name. Michael Star, Starry, S T A H R E. What do you are you are you concerned about the earthquakes at all? Seems like they they have a, a little bit of offensive um, power here coming into Children's Mercy Park. What do you think? Um, I don't think I don't think you can be concerned about it, right? No, I don't I think mean, so it's... either. I don't know. It's a home game, and now it's like, look, we're we need to win at home, guys. All right, so let's go. Let's pick it up. We let's not do what happened against NYC. So I think we're I think we're confident now. I think we might see a similar lineup to what we saw um, on on Saturday, but I'm not really sure if there'll be if there'll be any changes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to know what to expect from the Earthquakes because they've only played one game, and it was against the Minnesota United. Um, and, and, you know, not to be mean to Minnesota, but they're not the best team. Um, so it, it kind of is hard to know. Yes, San Jose, you know, dominated statistically. They, they had... Um, you know, less possession, but in every other statistical category, they, they outplayed Minnesota. Is that because San Jose is good or is that because Minnesota is kind of bad? I don't know. Um, I don't feel, yeah, that's, I, I that's agree a with weird you. score, a three, two against Minnesota. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's kind of like, what? Who's I don't, good, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. What, what really happened here? Um, how did this happen? Well, especially cause San Jose was up, 3-0, and then Minnesota scored a goal in the 81st minute and the 85th minute, and I caught the very end of this game. They almost pulled even in, like, the 89th minute, but they Colin Warner missed a goal by, like, six inches. So oh, wow. it's, you know, people saying San Jose's playing their best soccer in 10 years. They have also haven't really done anything in 10 years, so I don't know how much that's, that's really saying. Um I agree with you. I think we'll see a very similar lineup to, to what we saw in Chicago. Um, we were so right with our score predictions last week. Do you want to do another one? Oh, God. Yeah, we were so right. <laughs> uh, dude, I think you got to – oh, man, I think you got to say 2-0. Two 2-0? Nil. 2-0 two Sporting KC? Is that too much? Maybe you say uh, maybe you say a two one two one. Let's I'll go there. I 
I was going to say 2-1. So, But I could also see it being 2-0, getting the first clean sheet, kind of making a point of, hey, we're going to go back to Children's Mercy Park, and we're going to sort of stake claim to our home field turf, and, and we're going to pitch a shutout. Um, That's true, man. They don't want to let up any more goals than they already have. Like, they cannot – you know, Peter's a defensive guy. He was a defender himself, and so he does not want to give up these goals at all, victory or no victory. Right. And neither does um, Tim. You can tell Tim is getting pissed. Yeah. No, Tim – did you see Tim and Zussi were having a, almost like a little mini-argument at one point? Clearly they weren't on the same page. Really? Um, this was – yeah, this was – oh, gosh – Partway through the first half, um, Zussi wanted Tim to send him the ball out to the right, and, and Tim wasn't doing it. So they kind of had a little tiff back and forth. But, I mean, that's to be expected, right? A couple of uh, a couple of veteran players, they're, they're, I mean, they're both passionate. They're going to get into it at uh, at points throughout the season. I don't think that's a bad thing as long as, you know, they, they talk it out and, and, and they're fine, right? They, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, one washes their hair, one doesn't. Um, they're, <laughs> they're very different people, very similar defensive styles, you know. One yeah. one grows a beard, one probably probably can grow facial hair. We don't know. <laughs> we, we we don't have any proof that Tumelia <laughs> can grow facial hair. We've never seen it, so if we ever get him on the pod, that's gonna be one of the questions we ask him. Tim, can you grow can a beard? You grow a beard, Tim, and uh, why don't you? Because we had a guy who had a pretty sick mustache <laughs> once upon a time. You remember him? Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, man. So it'll it'll be it'll be good if if we can win next week. Six points out of the first three games, pretty darn good. I'll take it. Um, especially considering two of those games were against NYCFC and uh, and Chicago. So uh, absolutely, we we just played probably the top two. Eastern Conference teams in, in just as many weeks. You know what I mean? Could be. Yeah, Toronto um, has to be up there too. Um, oh, yeah. Although they, they're, they're kind of distracted by CONCACAF Champions League. Um, yeah, how's that going tonight, I wonder? I'm actually watching it because we're recording on Tuesday. Um, Tijuana went up oh, nice. early 1-0, and I was like, well, crap. And then uh, Tyler Adams got a goal. So it's 1-1, and uh, Red Bulls are leading 3-1 on aggregate right now in the 43rd minute. And uh, Red oh, Bulls yeah. Toronto are... plays later. Oh, Red Bulls almost just scored there, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, man, Red Bulls are up 3-1 on aggregate over Club Tijuana, at least as of right now. Cool. By the time y'all are listening... We already know what happens, but um, we're all in on the MLS clubs for the Champions League, pulling for all three of them, I think. So, um, would love to see them represent MLS in in the later rounds. It's um, very cool. Yeah, let's while we're talking about other teams, let's just kind of make a quick round of what happened last week in MLS with the rest of the teams, and then we'll we'll sure. uh, touch on some what our, our our biggest upcoming games are, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Columbus Crew, man, they beat Montreal three to two. The Jossie Zardis, you know, recovery tour keeps going. Um, Dude, Zardis keeps doing things. It's insane. He had two goals. Granted, one of them was on a PK in the you know fourth minute of stoppage time at the end of the game, Still, but Jossie Zardis, golden boot. <laughs> you heard it here first. Dan Guzer <laughs> predicted that Jossie Zardis of the Columbus Crew would win oh, the golden boot. God. That'd be bananas. Uh, 
Um, New England Revolution beat Colorado Rapids two to one in probably the worst Ooh. game of the week. Nobody yeah, cares. That's like putting that's like putting two blind kids in a kitty swimming pool and saying fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I saw some tweets of that game at halftime when it was scoreless and people were like ready to like scratch their eyeballs out because oh, yeah. apparently it was such a bad game. Um, people were breaking their TVs and their phones and they're like, what is going on? Who are these two teams? Pro- probably. Um, this one might be worth spending just a couple minutes on. LAFC beat mm. RSL on the road five to one. Boo these um, men. <laughs> boo, boo these men. Jao yes. Plata put up RSL early in the 20th minute, 1-0, and then LAFC came back. Diego Rossi had a goal in the 30th minute. Little Latif scored in the 33rd minute. Benny Felaber scored in the 47th minute. Diego Rossi again in the 81st minute, and then Carlos Vela in the 86th minute. Um, what the heck is going on with LAFC? They clearly are, um, you know, they're clearly juicing. That's probably it. They, <laughs> they are. They, Probably are coordinating with the Russian Olympic team. Yeah. And should probably be banned from Latif is now play. Uh, six foot two. And <laughs> so Benny, I was wondering how he grew like eight inches overnight. Yeah, Benny's got this barrel chest. He's a Greek Greek man, he looks like. So, uh, <laughs> no, dude, I don't know what's going on with them. And I, I hate to say it because us and anyone else I listen to said that they would not be any good. And yes, it's only been two games, but Jesus, 5-1 and you you didn't even let go. You didn't even let your foot off the pedal once. You just kept going. Yeah, um I'm not really sure what's going on with them. I don't think it's sustainable at all. I think, you know, it's probably just some um some early season excitement, their new expansion side. They're trying to, uh, black magic, trying to come out to a hot start. Yeah. Um, I did think this was interesting. RSL coach, Mike Petke. I, I, I'm not going to read all of this cause it's kind of long. Um, but I thought this was an interesting quote. He said, you know, the thing that I'm going to say is that I apologize to my owner. A lot of places in the world, I'd either be fired right now or I would resign. A lot of places in the world, it's embarrassing, and it starts from the top. I apologize to the fans who came out here for this. At the end of the day, it's my job to get the team ready and put the effort in. That's in my job description, and I did not fulfill that today. Well, um, sounds like a crybaby. <laughs> I was going to say, I... Uh, I, I actually kind of like what he's saying there because he's like, look, it's my fault and I didn't do what I needed to do and um, and I take responsibility. Unlike Bonovich, who's like, well, they played an extra game and and you know we we didn't know we we couldn't practice and blah blah blah. Um, <clears throat> That's true. And then the weather and it was cold and it's like you're right. Mike yeah. Petke took responsibility and he's like, no one should come in here and drop five goals on our home field. That just shouldn't happen. Right. You, you know, it was not representative of who I am as a person, as a coach. It's not representative of what this organization is. It's not representative of who the players are. So I apologize. Um, it's kind of refreshing right. every once in a while to hear apology a coach. Apology not of, accepted. You stink. <laughs> you you've made us have to listen to LAFC craziness again. Um, oh my God, those fans are gonna piss me off. Now, sorry, Atlanta fans are always gonna piss me off more. <laughs> yeah, they uh, for some reason LAFC fans aren't getting to me quite as much yet. I don't know why. No, not yet. 
And you're from there um, too. It's amazing you don't you don't know some of them or something. Yeah, I I think they secretly like don't actually have fans. I think it's all like a big illusion because I don't see that many people oh, talking dude. about them. Illuminati. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is, um, and it's all a conspiracy. So that's what I'm sticking with. I'm just gonna go with it. Um, thought that up Makes right sense. now. Doesn't make sense, but we'll 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 go with it. Um, <laughs> Houston Dynamo lost at home one two to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, yeah, that that was sad. Not what I expected at all. No, kind of a letdown after they blanked Atlanta four zero. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll try to turn things around. We'll see. Red Bulls. Like I said, all sm- these games, dude. It's so hard to say all these games matter. I mean, it's it's really tough to say that right now. Right. Um, the Red Bulls smashed the Timbers 4-0. We already talked about that a little bit. Liam Ridgewell That's looked crazy. like an idiot. That's um, crazy. Timbers are 0-2. They got some problems to work out. Their defense is not good. Dude, um, who would ever be a Timbers fan? Yeah, only weird people are, are Timbers yeah, fans. Dude, like, like people like named my Eddie brother. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. The worst, the worst of the worst are Timbers fans. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, he could. He lives in L.A., so he could jump ship, dude, and, and go to LAFC. He could. He was trying to get tickets, but they sold out in, on single-game tickets in, like, less than 30 seconds. Really? So, uh, they'll stub-hub him. Yeah, probably. Um, or seat-geek him, whatever. Seat-geek him, something. Official ticket retailer of Sporting KC. Um, That's true. Now, please sponsor us. Um, they, they might. They might. They might. Uh, Orlando City lost to Minnesota United 1-2. Um, oh, I don't think sad. Dom played. I don't think Sasha played. Oh, so Dom's hurt, man. Yeah. What are you doing, Dom? Being hurt. Jeez. Um, Atlanta United came back, and, and they beat D.C. 3-1. to It's actually, this is weird. This was their first time ever beating D.C. United, and they played them three times last year. Wow, that's um, weird. Yeah, D.C. was 3-0 and against Atlanta weirdly but um but yeah atlanta able to uh to finally get over that hump and then uh, new york city fc beat the la galaxy two to one um they're they continue to roll galaxy look like they're uh gonna be some up uh have some up games have some down games well we'll see and and giovanni dos santos i think he uh isn't he injured right now yeah he got hurt i think he had to come off that game or if he even played oh did he play that game i thought he did i'm gonna look right now let's see uh line up la galaxy yeah yes. he started that he game did. but he had to come out uh, yes. due to injury so uh, gotcha. they're gonna be good too man so it's uh that's my next road run people I'll, I'll be in la here in a couple weeks it's gonna be fun um absolutely yeah, former SKC man Servando Carrasco, a.k.a. Mr. Alex Morgan, came in at halftime for Giotto Santos. Um, oh, yeah, he's he's in the galaxy now. Yeah. yeah, he's, Mr. Uh, Alex Morgan, a.k.a. Too Much Sauce at the Disney World, busy. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> you already know, dude. You already know. I can't uh, even think about Disney without thinking of... Alex Morgan and her posse tainting it with their drunk asses. <laughs> <laughs> Getting kicked out. Um, Don't you ruin this for us. 
next week. Um, I'll go through these games real quick. I'm, I'm just going to read them, and, and, and you tell me if there's anything outside of the SK, SKC game that, that sounds interesting. Um, DC United hosts the Houston Dynamo, whatever. Philadelphia Union hosts the Columbus Crew, meh. Minnesota United hosts the Chicago Fire. Don't mm. care. Montreal Impact hosts the uh, Toronto FC. Well, sure, they're rivals. Yeah. Uh, New York City hosts Orlando City. Uh, that might be the first look you get at either Dom or Sasha. That could um, be fun. Atlanta United hosts Vancouver. Um, mm. Obviously, Sporting KC in San Jose. RSL host the New York Red Bulls, and then the last game, only one game on Sunday, FC Dallas hosts the Seattle Sounders. So no no real marquee game, I would say. Um, nah, I think I'm looking for the New York City-Orlando game, and also for Chicago Fire to get, beat, to get beat at Minnesota. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. I'd love it. I, I think, yeah, I agree. The New York City-Orlando City game could be pretty fun. Um and it'll be interesting to see if FC Dallas can kind of turn things around out of after how bad they've been recently. So, right, you know, they always have a reputation of being good, but um, you know, they they'll host the Sounders, who are coming off a uh, a short week uh, due to their uh, CCL game in the midweek. So, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Well. That covers That's pretty it. much all of the MLS action. Um, you, you got anything else for our good listeners before we uh, call it a night? I got nothing else for the good listeners or the bad listeners. I got nothing. Or the, or, or the bad listeners. That's that's true. Just uh, not just discriminating whether you're a good or a bad listener. Take a <laughs> take a uh, you know page out of Sporting's book and uh, don't ever give up. All right, finish finish those that's goals right. in life. Don't ever give up. Words of inspiration from Daniel Kuzer. No, that ain't me, man. Um, that was uh, Felipe Gutierrez. He said that. Oh, did he? I yeah, missed I'm that. Right. Words I'm of inspiration like... from Felipe Gutierrez. <laughs> I don't know. You can tell we've gone too long because uh, I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we'll uh, we'll call it at that. We've hit a good long uh, 57 minutes. Um, All right. We will be back next week after sporting kc take on the san jose earthquakes um as always follow us on twitter at no other pod like us on facebook no other pod um send us an email if you want no other pod at gmail.com you can follow dan at dan Kuzer. follow me at jcmax03 um you have any thoughts feedback criticism restaurant tips whatever you want send us your uh your thoughts So um, we'll be back next week. For Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Laters.